Bautista. I'm Belinda Corpus. I'm Ellie Posadas. I'm Isabel Canaan. I'm Mary Chris Rivera. And we are the Tita Collective. Welcome to our season two premiere, first episode of season two. Ow, ow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know what that means? More seasons, more two. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Philippine. No, 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 no. Don't funk with my heart. Do we have rights for that? It's okay. It's I don't cool. know what that says. <laughs> <laughs> it's your voice box. So it's okay. Your voice box. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We have new formats for you all. Yeah, yes. <laughs> wow. It's like a first day of school, you know? Sorry, you know, we're just... <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, maybe I'm lagging a little bit. But we're just figuring everything out. And we're just doing it together. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like All right. School, like so our school. first format change... <laughs> our first format change is... We want you all to learn more Tagalog words with us. Tagalog word. Tagalog word of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say that again? Utang, which means debt. Damn. We're jumping into the episode. Who wants my bank account? In a sentence. Oh, I have lots of utang. I have to pay off. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't give you bare minimum. She gives you maximum plus tax, you know? Po- I give you wow. polar bare minimum. <laughs> there you go. That, that is crazy. Uh, can I make a pun with the word? Yeah, yes. do it. Hey, hey, what do you call hear. when your mom has debt? What? What? In the Oh my god. One more time. Yeah, one more time. What do you call it when your mom has debt? You're lagging so much. It's a song. It's a song. It's a like yodeling. What? Oh no. Oh my gosh. You're lagging so much. Oh, I know. Do it again. Do it again. What do you call? I. No, again. <laughs> I can't hear you! Stop laughing! <laughs> Just mute. Mute. Okay, we'll mute. Okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> what do you call it when your mom has debt? Utang nang inamo! Wait, now you can laugh. Now you can laugh. <laughs> See, dude, like, I, I, you know what? I've used that joke in real life and application <laughs> towards my parents. It's always a, a win. Yeah, <laughs> but always oh, a bastos. Yeah, I've never used it in my life. Well, now I'm gonna you use it now. Parents, okay. Who else hasn't used it yet? Do oh, we each have to use it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. New format and everything. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I still have so much student debt to pay. Okay, okay, I'm gonna try. Okay. Maraming utang kasi wala. <laughs> yes! Wala, wala ang pera. Yes! Akong pera. Akong Wow. Great. Yes. Did I speak Tagalog now? Yes. With Tagalog. <laughs> I tried so hard. And got so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, who's next? Next is um, a Tita Mama. It's AP's mom, our Tita. And she's gonna say the sentence in Tagalog. Mahirap ang maraming utang. Mahirap magbayad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
That's good, that's good. All right, moving on. Ooh, now it's the, have you heard? 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 About toxic Filipino family traits. <laughs> it's getting real. It's getting real. Okay, what's a like? What's like almost a number one toxic Filipino family trait that your family has? Definitely um, the whole the, the fat shaming. Oh yeah. The, um, um, wow, Eileen, you look like you gained some weight. But here is sinigang, adobo, kare kare, pancit. Eat it now. What? I'm so confused. What do you want me to do? They get mad at you when you eat, and they get mad at you when you don't eat. Mm-hmm. It's- <laughs> yeah, and then when you don't eat, they're like, "What's wrong? Yeah, what is happening in your life?" I'm like, "Yo, what do you want me to do?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely feels like like trying to cross the street but the lights are just like flashing in like like various different um uh, signs so it's like okay go and wait no stop okay green okay now red now it's yellow now it's across you know it gets it's constantly battling different opinions but also it's like still hurts Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes from people outside of your family. I mean, like, oh, for uh, sure. when it's family, yeah, like, at least you want you, like, know that it's coming. <laughs> Which is a bad thing to begin with. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. But you know what? I, I get what you're saying, AP, because it's mm-hmm. like, when it comes from your family, you can defend yourself. Like, there's nothing more awkward when it's like, okay, so what's happened to me in the past is, like, visiting the Philippines. These people mm-hmm. that I don't, like, I swear I've never met them before. Maybe I have when I was really little. But it's like, they offer you up their home they have like all a whole meal and they straight up are like you're fat or like you're and it's like I can't even say anything right now because I'm trying to be polite in your home because you're hosting me but also you know that's so rude it's I don't even know who you are it's like you have to be respectful about yeah it's like a weird kind of like dynamic but okay let me just say this though is that itself a toxic filipino trait that we are told to not speak up like that happened because we are taught that it's disrespectful but is it though that's just us standing up for ourselves like there's nothing about that that's disrespectful if we think about it right Especially, Absolutely. like, obviously it's disrespectful if we say, like, no, you're fine. Or you know what I mean? <laughs> just, like, laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a story to, that goes towards oh. that. And I'm not going to put any labels on who this person is or who the receiving end of it was. But... Um, we'll tell you at the end of the episode. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> kidding. DM us. No, <laughs> If you listen really to the end, maybe you'll know. But, yeah, so um, my sister-in-law, she was pregnant. Um, at the time and we had somebody come into my family's business they were like oh tumatabaka and but she was like fully pregnant and then my sister-in-law was like you too oh (laughs) needless to say that person no longer comes to the business anymore how did they react i'm curious to know how they reacted but in that moment do you know how they reacted I think they were like I I don't know because check I the footage check the but yeah no like it, it it was just like a point where she broke my sister in law broke the um, normalcy of being like rude because she kind of fought back with it and now that person no longer comes to the store and it's just like you should be allowed to not feel bad about defending yourself especially when it comes to stuff like that because it's sensitive and like lol she was fully pregnant fully with another being uh, a growing human being in her body so hello but yeah like I'm so proud of that like I wish I was there because I would have just been like snap 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 snap," you know like just just yeah, in the wave. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's gonna be an ongoing theme with like all these toxic traits. I feel mm-hmm. like there is so much toxicity because we were taught not to speak up about it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole kind of um, concept of like remembering to respect your elders. But at the same time, I mean, like, I also have to acknowledge that, like, this is just a pattern. Like, I know that my mom and dad will say something like that or or whatever, but it's also because that's what they were taught to. So it's kind of just like this vicious cycle, especially kind of feeding into, I don't know, like European standards of beauty and all that stuff. And like, 
what's a westernized standard of beauty and it you know it definitely comes from there so I mean it's good to acknowledge that like that's where it comes from not to justify it at all like it's not okay to do that but it's definitely I think imperative to find ways to like to address it where it's just like, that's not nice. It's not nice to do that. And interestingly enough, when that happened, because I was in the Philippines and I remember feeling so shitty about myself because not only was I, you know, was I visiting like family to, you know, to be respectful and to be like, hey, I'm here, I'm coming to your home. And then feeling uncomfortable in a way that's like, I, I'm i a very, like I I stand up for myself in, in, in all of those cases. But in that moment, I felt like I didn't have license to. And not only were those things that I had to consider, but I was also there with a partner at the time. Mm. And it was just like, so weird. There's just so many things. I'm like, I feel so uncomfortable. And now I have to eat this food because if I don't eat this food, then that's disrespectful. But also like, I'm feeling really shitty about doing that in a hole because you're telling me I look fat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good call on like the the Western standards of beauty thing, because I think that's where the clash happens because Mm -hmm. of the Western standard of beauty. But Filipinos love to just like are very generous with their food. Right. So that's why they're like, eat, eat, Mm -hmm. eat. So we're getting these mixed signals. It's like contradictory so much like. uh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting even to like think about just like all the internalized shame that's just passed down it's what our parents learned and what they knew and and their standards of beauty and it's like yeah it's almost it's like our job as the younger generations and generations younger than us to just like dismantle it dismantle that system of shame that's just totally being internalized and passed on over and over again i do think it's great that people are addressing this now or yes more or like more so for sure because I know, like, mm-hmm. when that would happen to me when I was younger, and I, like, have memories of, like, my titas and titos just, like, grabbing up my stomach and be like, oh, you have such a big stomach. I'm like, I'm, like, what, nine, ten years old years old at this point? It's, like, really damaging to really think about. And I'm glad that it's at least be- being addressed more, and I do think that we should talk more about this kind of stuff with our families. I'm like, hey, I know maybe you don't look at it, like, this way, or you think that this is, a, like, we have to be respectful, but a lot of just like these messages you're coming across, it's, it, it's hurtful. <laughs> it's confusing. And it kind of leads us to, I don't know what you want me to do. Just like what Ellie was saying at the beginning. Do you find also, I know with my family, like if you do speak up for something like that, it's not necessarily like, oh, you're being disrespectful. It's like, oh, you can't take a joke. What's wrong oh with Oh my you? gosh. Yes. yes. Yeah. You're so, so sensitive. sensitive. Yeah. Oh my god! You're, you're being what's that called? Like oh a oh a yes. Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like that's my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, oh a maarte, of course. Yeah. But oh a like shut up. Just kidding. <laughs> it's very like disheartening because the second that you have a voice, I mean, I guess it's just all just like from past, like just like fa- how the Filipino family system traditionally works. And how the younger the younger um, siblings are supposed to just you know like just listen to the older siblings or and not really speak up or have an opinion because like the older people have like you know like respect your elders and all that it's it's very interesting because when you do speak up like it's you're you're deemed sen- you're deemed sensitive and when you're passionate about something you're deemed like you're demonized for it. And it's unfortunate, like when, when, like for me, at least I, I find when I have these kinds of conversations with my family about race and about LGBTQ plus um, things, like it's like a shade kind of is like pulled up a very yeah. light shade sometimes, like a very thin curtain, if you will. I feel, I guess I'm, I'm lucky in that sense that my parents are open to listen, but I know there are other people in my family that are not very uh, ready yet. And that's like the frustrating part of it. Oh, yeah. And the great thing about it, though, too, is like it's because of you that they are open to it. So, I mean, it it, it shines a little bit of hope in a sense because it's like you're sharing a different perspective that's that they're not used to. And there's a shift that's happening. So it's showing that, you know, it's a it's possible. So a weird thing. I wanted to go back on the story that I was telling because I think my feelings were so hurt in that moment because I was visiting the Philippines and my parents were not there with me. And I um, sent this message to my mom. She's like, how did it go? And I told her, I was like, 
you know, they were really mean. I was like, I went to go visit them. And the first thing that they greeted me with was, oh, and it's like, okay, how do I even stay in this home and feel comfortable to do that now? And I was on the phone and I actually cried about it because I was like, I felt like crap. And it hurt my mom to see me like that. And she defended me. But the interesting thing is I'm like, yo, you do that too. So it's just like, like it, that was like a weird shift for her too. I think in that moment she realized like, oh, this is how I must make her feel, you know? And she actually messaged them angrily being like, how dare you say that to her? But I also, it was an opportunity for, for me to be like, that's how I feel every time you guys do that. I'm like, what's the difference, you know? So it was kind of a learning experience, I'm sure, for Did my mom as well. Did they change at all a little bit? Or was there like more sensitivity after that talk? Are you talking about my my parents? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. My my parents, I know that like there's, there's certain things that like I mean, there's like little hints here and there but definitely not like when I was younger right. so there there is a little bit of a shift too and they know that it's not appropriate but I guess in a way it's kind of our job to show them how to unlearn those things yeah you know I think we we have the privilege of being exposed to progressive views and stuff mm-hmm. and so with that we can we can kind of guide them towards a way of like, not even just like a different language, really, mm-hmm. because, you know, they don't come from the same place that we do. And it is a privilege, right? Like that we come from, um, from a place like this, where, where we can be more progressive about our language and more considerate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I do notice shifts definitely with my parents in a lot of, in a lot of things, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Is there one toxic that they won't let up on kind of thing like I know with my mom um, because I have three brothers so the double standards of like women versus men and Mm -hmm. when I ask why 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 is that and then her answer is just because he's a guy and you're a girl and I'm like that that is not enough of a reason but she's so adamant that like nope that's the only reason she needs Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's rough like the the slut shaming in the philippines i remember oh, when i went yeah. back in the philippines like uh Marikers, you were talking about like your um family like touching your belly i remember i was wearing shorts and my my aunt just like grabbed my shorts and like pulled it down yeah. but well luckily like it didn't go down but i was like what the f- fart um <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then sensitive. and then she was she was like oh you might as well be wearing nothing or something like that and I'm like so you freaking pull my pants I was so pissed I went yeah. up to my like mom after and I was like I'm gonna sue her and she's like what, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I don't know but, but I'm gonna sue her somehow uh, <laughs> but like uh, you know, needless to say, um, she's kind of like an outcast in the family now because she's done other toxic stuff. Mm. But like, that's like, how is that better? But <laughs> you taking yeah. my, but if like my my brothers wear nothing, mm-hmm. wear nothing out, they're just like la 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 la, normal normal. Guys go out all the time without their shirts, and I can't wear shorts. It's not. It wasn't even like booty shorts. They were just shorts. Ugh. Oh my god! Yeah. And we definitely talk about that in teacher jokes in alone. When like yeah yeah we touch on it. Yeah, Tita scary like the dynamic between Tita scary and her daughter versus her relationship with her son mm-hmm. because yeah. the yeah. whole thing that yeah. she, she won't let her daughter go out for various reasons but then it's different when it's the son that asks if she can go out yeah so like it's it that exists a lot there's a huge difference yeah it's, it's it's always these ideas of like who we are as as women like being like not being able to like stand up for ourselves so there's that sense of like wanting to protect 
your daughters. But then at the same time, it's like, that's not actually protecting us. It's not empowering us to, to yeah. think on our own. And, mm-hmm. and for males, for like, you know, our, our brothers and, and so on, like at the end of the day, they don't learn what accountability is or they don't learn what responsibility is when they're just appeased in that way or they're, you know, you can't talk to them. I know like my sister and my younger brother, like they always have that thing where like, oh, you know, Benson gets to stay out late. But I remember when I was his age, like we weren't even allowed to go outside, like all those things. <laughs> it's, it's all those it's, it's all those things. But I, I remember my mom just being like, yeah, why is that? And then to my brother's like you know, sadness, he, his rules started being implemented on him. But like, yeah, it, it is really frustrating, the sexism in in um, in our culture that still exists because there's that sense of like, or, or that fear that women are not capable of standing on their own or or defending themselves or such when really that that's not how the world is really. Going back about like the differences between um like male and female responsibilities like the fact that my sister is the oldest of all of us I'm sure the expectations my my parents put on her would be completely different if Mm my my the oldest was my brother Mm -hmm. yeah because there's just so much responsibility like I, I can I see that like I see how much responsibility was put onto her because she was the oldest and that's definitely definitely something that's like really prevalent also too in like Filipino families is like having a lot of expectations for the female older sister to take care of everybody. Oh, it's just yeah. like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's just an that. expectation. And I know that I'm I'm privileged in that sense that you know I'm in the middle. But I definitely saw how much my sister had to kind of like go through, and so that me and my younger brother brothers. Didn't have to go through the same things. She's like, I'm the sacrificial lamb. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you deserve that title. And I'm like, because Izzy, Belinda, like the both of you are older sisters. Yeah, Yeah. I'm the oldest in my family. And it's like totally that. You are the sacrificial lamb or that you do have expectation. Like there is that sense of like, you have to show up for the family or like, why aren't you being the dutiful elder sister? You you know, there's that, there's that utang ng loob that you have to to abide to in a way. Because Wait, let's explain utang ng loob then, Belinda. Yes, so Sige. utang ng loob is a debt of gratitude. And that that sense of just you have you have to owe you have to owe yeah. owe something because of of this or that like whatever subject like oh if if I gave you something you, you have to give back which like giving back like a, a reciprocal relationship is good but when it but it's when it becomes toxic mm-hmm. when it's like you have to do it because I told you so almost it strips the empowerment from the relationship or from the dynamic you know yeah and a lot of it also like the utang ng loob is you know, like I owe you because, um, or you owe me because we're family, and that automatically means I owe you. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it also it makes like the whole idea of loyalty like really confusing. Yeah, it's like how do you know to be loyal to someone? Because then it's now it's like you feel like you have to do it. It's like fighting against your own intuition almost oh my gosh this is opening up like just flashbacks <laughs> to exes oh my gosh it all makes sense now yeah <laughs> like, there's a reason exactly. it's like toxic there's a reason it's reminder it's like a reminder of toxic relationships yeah Ooh, oh oh <laughs> we don't love that Holy culture yeah <laughs> yeah there's so many like like unwritten like you should have known you should know expectations mm-hmm. like things that that are just like unwritten rules that we have to follow especially as women in like in our culture and it's and we're stigmatized to follow them because we are women and like one of the most frustrating like phrases actually that like really rubs me the wrong way is like when people go kababain mong tao or kababain yang tao which is like the translation of like she's a woman like of all things she's a woman she shouldn't be mm-hmm. doing that kababain yeah. mong tao insert whatever bad thing you did and it's like how do you expect us to flourish and grow and like make a future for ourselves when you box us into being a woman and it being in a negative connotation Mm, and I don't know about y'all also but like yeah going back to like the fat shaming and just connecting it 
I find that we as women are fetching more than the men. I like. I personally find that with my brothers, when there's a little bit of a weight gain or a weight loss with me, like it's immediately known. But with my brothers, it it's just like, oh, cool, you're eating well, or you're not, and it's not shaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, man, and it's fucking annoying. <laughs> it kind of goes the other way too. It's like, I don't know, I remember a time when I was in like high school and I lost a bunch of weight and my health was in some ways, it was really good, but like my mental health was just like absolutely terrible. But I would get compliments from my titas and like, oh, you lost so much weight, you look so good. And like on the inside, I am dying. I just had my first panic attack of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that something that's supposed to be celebrated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also again, like I do want to like put in a disclaimer of like, these are things that we live through, but we're also acknowledging that it comes from, again, just like a pattern, you know? Like it's just been, it's just like generations of kind of like instilling this idea over and over and over again. But we have the resources to kind of point those things out and where they come from. So that's why we're talking about it today. Um, Not to be like, hey man, that was bad. Like, you know, kind of turning it against them, you know, our family members to be like, this makes you a bad person because you said that. It's like, no, we realize that these are patterns and we're trying to kind of like, Belinda was saying, dismantle those patterns. Mm -hmm. That's why we're bringing it up today. For sure. Yeah, because it's, it really is language. It really is this like colonial or or very capitalist idea of beauty that for some reason our, our culture and many cultures have like latched on to. Like we see it, that's what we grew up with even just being here in Canada, right? This is the idea of beauty, but really it's like, no, like open up that dialogue of like, why are these things the way they are and how do we dismantle them and accept what is around us, which is we come as we are. We, we are who we are, and, and that's what real beauty is, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I've, <laughs> like, I've had a lot more, I don't want to say luck, because it feels like I've been trying to talk about this with my parents, with my family for years, and, you know, it t- it's nothing to acknowledge that it takes time, but it's also re- just really worth it in the end to at least, like, understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. and so that they understand that where we're coming from and like why these things seem hurtful or what are the things that they're missing and you get to the point where you can have a really like open and healthy dialogue it's really beautiful and I'm starting to see that too in how my niece and nephew now you know they're 13 and they're 10 so the way that they're seeing the world is obviously very different than the way that I have the way that our parents have but also seeing the discussions that are happening around them and I've seen a couple instances, like as they've been growing up, we might hear some of like the toxic Filipino family traits or the topics that come up, but also just like me and my ates, like, you know, their mom and then their other aunt, we will kind of like stop in the tracks. Wait, don't say that. That's not really, they're like, that's not how you want to phrase that. Or it's just like, this is what they mean. Or just like, you should say this instead. That's good. So changes, change can happen. It's going to take a while. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's just as long as we keep on doing it. We're, like God knows we're still, <laughs> we may have tackled like a couple of, like a couple of the topics, but God knows there's so much more. Yeah. Like shadism. That oh was the one gosh. that was like at the top of my head when Izzy asked the question. Let's, yeah. let's go back to shadism, but first let's do a song break. I don't know about y'all, but yeah. I need it. Let's go. I'm tripping on ya, tripping on me still. Shadeism. <laughs> oh, the shade-ism. Wow. 
shadism. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about like why being dark in the Filipino world is quote unquote bad versus like being lighter skinned. Why is that? This is how I know. I maybe it's not true, but from what I know, it's like it determines your class. If you are darker skinned, that means that you are working class or the darker that you are, you work on a farm. And that's not mm-hmm. considered to be something of high class. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. lighter your skin means the less work that you do because you're wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's again, this like colonial construct that know, like we're like so latched up. on to. It's like, um, I, I can't really speak to it expertly, but I did see like this, um, what do you call it? Instagram post that's that was naming the, the caste system in the Philippines back in the day. And, and it was all about that. It's like, it was just how to like classify people. It's very celebrated yep. the mm-hmm. way that it's marketed back home. And I, I know that it's definitely not just a very specific Filipino thing. Like other cultures definitely deal with, with shadism. But I guess with our own personal like experiences with it, like even just going back home to the Philippines, like I have, I do have lighter skin compared to other family members of mine. So like people are always like, oh, take care of it. Like don't stay in the sun too long or like, like making sure they have an umbrella and like all that stuff just to make sure that I preserve my lightness. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are so many like medications and vitamins that one can take. And there are so many different friggin' soaps. Good all the soap. And aren't there like whitening salons now? I remember when we were there last, I was with my partner who's Caucasian at the <laughs> who was Caucasian at the time. What I meant was my partner <laughs> was Caucasian at the time. <laughs> and we were walking and they were just like, What is this? And I was like, Oh, look, it's a whitening salon. And I, I was just explaining, you know how we have tanning salons? This is a whitening salon. Which is also so confusing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, because one thing that I realized too, like being in the Philippines, um, we wanted to go on one of those, I think we were going to Palawan or whatever. Mm. And my family was in the process of helping us book a trip to Palawan. And we were really excited because it was a weekend where there was a lot of, sun and we were like oh this is a perfect weekend of course we'd want to go to an island when it's nice and sunny and our aunt was like why would you want to go on a sunny weekend i was like why would i want to go on a sunny weekend huh oh my God. but it turns out that a lot to of go people, and it's raining no but but it's true like i didn't even realize this but a lot of people who do go on vacation in the philippines will go on a specifically gloomy day so they oh don't God. get tanned i was like what's the fun in that why would you want to go to the beach on a gloomy day? Well, they get good photos, so it's not overexposed, maybe. Oh, <laughs> no, the, the photos are not good. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's funny because when I went home and then I went to Australia for a bit, I literally was outside, like outside all the time and hiking and at the beach. And I came back so dark. It was just like evidence of like having such a great time and like experiencing the outdoors. But like literally all of my family is like, oh. And like I'd sunburned my back so bad. And they're like, oh, see, look, that's what happens. You know, kind of, it was just like wagging a finger. I like mm-hmm. I told you, but it's also like such a, such a weird, natural, normal thing to like, just like be so confused about, wait, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's just, it's just weird. Cause it's like, you, you can't enjoy without being out there and like seeing all these beautiful places. You would never know, but we we're just we just we just choose not to because it of the stupid westernized colonial ideals of being beautiful. And listen, I look great when I'm tanned. Let's be honest. Right? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. glow. Mm-hmm. We glow. Yeah. Glow up. I love I my be brown as skin brown as summer. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, fuck that. I love my brown skin all year round, but especially like the summer. Man, there's just like nothing like just being outside on the beautiful day and like bike all around. But even like as recent as like this past summer, when I would video chat with my dad, he noticed how dark I got and then be instantly concerned. Or mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, you shouldn't be outside so much. And I would like keep prodding him to be like, okay, why do you think that I shouldn't have darker skin? Why do you think that it's so bad that my skin just happens to be dark in the summer? This happens every year. But it's always around like, you shouldn't do that or it doesn't look good or... 
I mean, like, here we go. We're going to go into this. Just like it kind of it leans into like, you know, the anti-blackness that exists in Filipino culture, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and oh, this is my mainit na chica. So mine is if someone tells me I like the color of your skin or I like your skin, I actually like that because I've been like, when I first got here, I didn't like my skin. And even when I was in the Philippines, I didn't like my skin because it needed to be lighter, it needed to be lighter. So when anyone just says like, oh, uh, your, your skin's so beautiful, I'm like, oh, thank you. And I know it like shouldn't matter, but it's just such a, wow, that this is my skin that I've hated and you're loving it. Like, I I really like it when that happens. I don't know if, like, that's necessarily... I don't know. I don't know if that's healthy or toxic. I don't know. But for me, I just, like, I feel like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I think that's beautiful because it speaks to that, like, inner child in us that, like, just wanted to hear that from our loved ones. Yeah, you're just, so right. You know, it's just oh. like that, like... You know, that sense of validation that now in our, in our like older, growing, evolving selves that we're, we're finding how to do that on our own. And in doing that, that like heals, you know, our generations and so on. Um, thank you, therapist. But it's, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, I think it is a beautiful thing to just like take in that compliment and just be like, you're right. Thank you for seeing me. You know, that's, that's all it is. I think when, when I think, I guess maybe my hot take. My yeah, I I think it's just wanting to be seen for who we are, and then toxicity comes from that the lack of that, and thinking that who you are is not enough, or who what you've been given, like the skin you're in, you know, the body that you're in, it like to be taught that that's not enough is like so hurtful, and that's that's what's being passed down. But really, we just we have to heal from that. Be proud of who we are, like. This is this is who I am. I'm I'm not going to do anything about it but be proud of just the body I'm in no matter what. And Yeah. You know, it's, wow, it's, a lot of yeah. Sorry, a lot of the uh, Filipino <laughs> toxic traits are like embedded in just like who we are as people like especially aesthetically. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Also it's another thing that. I know that like Belinda maybe this is something you can relate to because the both of us have curly hair. Like that was something that was really tough for me growing up. I remember in high school, I used to straighten my hair like crazy because I was the only one who had, who was kolot. And it's like, there's such a negative connotation with like having textured hair because it also meant that you were like bruja or like my, my parents just say something about how, oh my goodness, we must've like picked you up from the mountains. And like, I remember just hearing that all the time and being like, why is that such a bad thing? And so I was ashamed of it for a really long time, straightened the crap out of my hair. I know I have like a a burn mark here from my hair straightener. Ah! From when I was in high school and like I every time I like if someone's doing my makeup or something they're like oh like what is that and it's like I burnt myself with a hair straightener because like I, I didn't know how to use it and yeah you're you're growing yeah. up especially in high school like I went to a very white high school and so my younger self took in all of that toxicity. I was also hearing from like some family members who did have curly hair and again not to blame them this is just something they internalized but like they take me to salons and like do the whole like relaxant like the chemical relaxants yeah and I had that yeah my Lola all the time used to be like Eileen brush your hair I was like Lola that's not how it works exactly Exactly. like I will look worse with brushed out curls trust me yeah but yeah, no, I definitely d- deeply considered like getting like a relaxer. It's not worth it. Don't no. do it. I, d- I did it. I did it once. And then I was like, that's when I realized I was like, what? I think only about two or two or three years ago where I was like, I'm going to try the curly girl method. Like I want to know this. And once I started doing that, I even saw those those titas of mine who have like beautiful curly hair realize they're like, oh, that's how you work with it. And then even then like that and like it's still like, oh, I, I miss my appointment. Look, my hair is going back. And I'm like, just keep it. I'll teach you how to do it. You know, like there's nothing wrong with with having curly hair. <laughs> I know it's crazy because like my nephew's getting perms and stuff 
Yeah. I'm like, remember when you guys made fun of me for having curly hair? But no, my parents are actually like, if there there are like few times that I have straightened it over the years, they don't like it anymore. They're like, that doesn't look like you. Yeah, it's- yeah. I love this whole growing into like, really just like coming back to who we are, like you were saying, Belinda, and just like really embracing that. It's like, yes, embrace your curls, embrace your skin tone, embrace the body or the body types that we have. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's really hard to do, but I'm really liking the direction that we're going in now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's so funny because like that in particular, the straight hair, I find is more like the East Asian, like that's where they get that standard of beauty from, mm-hmm. I find. Because like a lot of like, you know, Western um, beauty, they do have the curly, they have the wavy and all that. That one is specifically East Asian. So I love how the Philippines is just like a hodgepodge of just like, Oh, this is beautiful here. Let's take that. This is beautiful here. Let's take that. <laughs> and let's ruin our children with it. No, no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which is a my great hit, segue chica, for my, my hot chica. Oh. My hot chica is that standing up for yourself and speaking your mind is not bad. It's good. Oh, yeah. It opens the doors for communication. And despite how um, we were we were taught and told to just, you know, sit pretty, sit quiet and let the others take the reins, like now's the time to not do that because it only betters ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can talk to our parents as adults. Like, I mean, in this group, like, like we're adults. We're all like, you know, like the second that you legally can flee the coop or even younger. <laughs> what is that? What? Flee the coop. Like, flee the coop. <laughs> like having a voice has no age. There's going to be pushback, but you know what? That's okay. You can do it. Hot take. I mean, I guess I can piggyback off of that. But also this idea that like our parents' perspective on things will never change. Mm-hmm. You know, that, they, that there isn't an opportunity to learn or to unlearn about those things. It's like, yeah, it takes work and it takes some time. You know, when you talk to some friends about it, like, oh, no, they're never going to change their ways. That's like embedded in them. There's no way that they're going to change their mind about things. Like I've seen my parents come around with, with a lot of things. It's just you got to practice patience and also, again, like shift your language. Because I know that it's like it's it can be difficult. And like oftentimes when your parents don't understand where you're coming from, especially coming from this generation and like growing up in North America, I think that our reaction is to kind of be defensive. And in any case, like when anyone responds to you in a defensive way, like you never, it never turns out the right way. It's not progressive at all. So I think it's just a matter of being very tactful or mindful strategic yeah mindful and strategic about how you bring up these things having the right intentions like you can't go into it being like i'm gonna have a fight with my parents now mm-hmm. it's like no this is important to me and i want it to be important for them too so i'm going to make this whole all a, lo- a learning experience mm-hmm. so the idea of not being able to change someone's perspective is like nah you just gotta be smart about it I guess I'll piggyback off of that. Piggyback, but also other side of the spectrum. I start the conversations younger and also just listen to the younger generation and how they're telling you like, yes. what they, like what, how things are affecting them, what feelings they're having. If you think about it, you know, a really bad thing to happen to like a 10, 11 year old at that point in their life, it's going to be the biggest deal to them because they haven't experienced something like that. And you just actually ask them. I don't want to say it's just like, why did that hurt you? But something along those lines. It's just like, I was like, I see you're having a really big reaction to this. What are you feeling? I feel like we're going in that direction. But I say like, I don't think you're ever too young to start talking about these toxic family traits that we've known since we like we've known since we were children. It may have taken a few years for us to actually put a name to what it was. But I feel like if we had kind of named it or talked about it when we were younger, then maybe it wouldn't have such a you know a bad or traumatic response to these things. Listen to what the younger kids or like the younger generation is feeling. Talk to them instead of shutting it down. Children don't often have a voice, right? Like, and it's, I don't know if like your parents have ever told you this growing up, but like my dad used to always say, do not teach me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know that it's like, oh God, like, but no, my, my niece and nephew are so smart. Mm-hmm. I feel like I learned so much from them, which is nice because I think that now we're open to to hearing those things. Whereas mm-hmm. before, I mean, I love my titas and titos, but the dynamic is so different from the way that mm-hmm. I am with Gabe and Rosie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love hearing what my niece and nephew have to say. 
They're like, they're smart kids. Or it's it's really cool getting to see like the humans that they're becoming and like getting to hear their thoughts and like how they see the world. Like I had a full on talk with my niece about climate change. That is so cool. I love that. You know, it's really sad. They're obviously dealing with it in a different way, but it's also just like, I love that I can have these conversations with her. We could talk Mm. about what's happening in the world and what they can do on a personal level. And just like, it's the things like that that give me hope. You know, these toxic Filipino family traits don't have to continue on into future generations. Yes. Let's turn that toxic into topics. (laughs) (laughs) Topics to talk about. (laughs) Yes. We love the discussion. Because that's that's also like briefly, like that's kind of like a toxic trait also is just that silence that it's not allowed to be talked about, you know, which we've definitely insinuated today. That was the common theme I was seeing. It was like, we're not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed. But it's like, if we can give ourselves permission to do it within ourselves, then then we can build that toolbox to like grant permission for our family members to talk about it too. Because it, it's truly healing. It really is. Yes. And that's why I love this podcast because that is all we're about. We're like talking about these things that generally we're not quote unquote supposed to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And we've only scratched the surface. Yeah. We're only on season two. Yeah. Ooh. I'm sure we'll have a couple of titos and titas being like, what? <laughs> no. And that's okay. So right. That's okay. Yeah, that's they nice. have questions. Yeah. We have answers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to our Tita life hack. There are so many problems in life as you grow I have shortcuts to make it easy, you know From the kitchen to sickness to sunburns or home Tita has all of the answers like so So a life hack growing up that I was taught is that Put Vicks on anything and it'll save you (laughs) you got a cold fix anything i don't know would you consider that toxic as well because it's not really true (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's not true (laughs) because you shouldn't be using it for everything yeah you know if there's anything that i do enjoy about fix is that like i mean it doesn't necessarily work for everything but it's that it's nostalgic it does. Absolutely. It is comforting in a weird way because it's like all of my childhood, <laughs> or all of our child childhood. Um, so if yeah, they all. just said like, "Oh, you can fix anything with like uh, spaghetti," then I'll be like, "Oh, okay, you can. <laughs> you can fix anything <laughs> with is spaghetti." True. Let's be real. I'm mean, <laughs> not bad about that. that one. Help Ellie, I like what you said about the nostalgia too, because it also just makes me think about any time that I go on a trip or I'm traveling somewhere, I will always pack Vicks and mm. Alcamparado oil that my mom, because those are just like the two instrumental things that were like whenever I was feeling bad or I was feeling sick or I had like leg cramps or all that kind of stuff, those were the things that my mom would use. Yeah. I always have this like thing in the back of my mind that's just like oh but what if you get like a really stuffed up nose and you don't have your Vicks even though I don't okay, really that use works. it that often I yeah it does work you put it on your upper lip I'm like I love it because it's kind of like a symbol of our elders like love language you know <laughs> oh my it's gosh. like their love language yes yeah. I was so, just gonna uh, say that's really nice. I like. That. I was just gonna say that I think it came into my love language of like the touch, like physical yeah. touch, mm-hmm. because like just rubbing that all over. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're right. It's my like mom, the nurture. Sorry, go on. No, no, you were you to say. Oh me. no, it's just, I was just gonna say like it. it you know when we're all, you know when we're like does our par- do our parents love us uh, like you know that that stuff but it's yeah. like they do like they showed it through these actions like yeah. that's yeah specifically uh, that yeah actually because I was just saying how like I mean I'm sure we all can relate like my mom wasn't very affectionate growing up but like when I was sick I can very much remember that feeling of applying Vicks on your back my mom's other hack with Vicks was the uh, you put it into a pot of boiling water and then you put your face over it and you cut Oh. your head with a dish towel to clear up your sinuses oh i haven't tried that one that it's a, I love it's how a, really it's a good dish hack. towel too 
Not just a face tat. It has to be a dish towel. <laughs> oh, well, the thing is, like, it's got to cover, like, your whole head. And like, you, you want to you inhale all of those eucalyptus smells or that very comforting sense of Vicks. And it actually will help clear that out. So, like, I still hold my mom to that. I do a version of that where I just put, like, eucalyptus oil in the shower. But, you know what? Mama's teachings, they still work. Like, I remember when Vicks and, like, any kind of, like, ointment, rub, and or situation that could help. Like, if you go to school with a little bit of a cold and they, like, slather it on you. Like, how embarrassing that would be, like, because you'd be smelling, like, ointment all day. But then I remember as I got older and realized how, like, they're just, they're so helpful. Even just, like, Tiger Bomb or something. Like, how universal these kinds of ointments are and that people will rock them and wear them because they help and they work like I remember the first time like salon pas like those like plaster patches became more like what's that I don't know what that is it's the it's like this sticky plaster patch that you put on your aches and pains and it's very I don't know if it's like specifically Filipino but like I mean like the way we say it's salon pas it's very like hard and like the (laughs) gala say it again Oh, wow. <laughs> my sister swears by them right oh, we were literally talking about that today <laughs> it, but like it hurts to take off because it's sticky and but like they're I, I don't know it just feels very like specifically filipino but i remember when they started selling them in like shoppers drug mart and i thought we were like infiltrating the system you know what uh. we got them titos on merchandising and they start sneaking in those orders for salompas you know just one step at a time but then you just realize it's because it's like a good product and like international needs and all that <laughs> but it's just cool that the things that we used to think are were embarrassing and like just for home or just like a secret remedy are just like widely celebrated and known so bix forever you know <laughs> bix forever bix forever Salon pass. I'll be smelling on the bus. Wow, what a format. (laughs) And with that being said, thanks for listening to this episode of the Tita Collective Podcast. And I, for the past one hour and for the future, will always be forever and Paula Bautista. I have been and questionably always will be Belinda Corpus. I'm Belinda. I have will now forever. Tomorrow. Yesterday. Today. Five years from now. <laughs> Ten years from now will be Ellie Posadas. I'm Ellie. I was Rosario when I was like a kid. And then people started calling me Isabel. For this podcast, I was Isabel though. So I'll stick with that. In the future, you know what? I think I'm going to go with Joanne. No, I'm just yeah, joking. Yo. Let's go. I'm still Isabel. I'm still Lady Isabel. Gaga? I have been and always forever will be Merry Christmas Rivera. That ended up rhyming and it beat it too. But hey, that's pretty cool. And we've been the Tita Tita Collective. And we'll always be. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. That's what you say to me. That's what you say to me. This will be easy. This could be different. Maybe I'm wrong, but never was selfish. But maybe we had all our wrongs and took it for granted. Wishing you were still I'm tripping on ya I'm tripping on And that was another episode of the Tita Collective Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us, the Tita Collective Podcast, on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to keep up to date with all of your favorite titas on all of our social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram at at tita.collective, our website www.titacollective.com, as well as our Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. We also have merch, so pop on over to our website and grab your tita power. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. (laughs) 